Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. In today's episode, we're going to discuss, are you in charge of your emotions or do your emotions control you? So have you ever found yourself in a situation that left you wondering, how in the world did I get here in the first place? (laughs) It could have been a business deal that sounded good at the time, so you went all in without learning all the details. Or maybe you, you agreed to loan money to someone who you thought was a friend, only to find out later that they were taking advantage of you. In both of these scenarios, this person was led by their emotions. Many of the mistakes that we make in life are caused by allowing our emotions to control us. And this is what happened to Saul, who later became Apostle Paul. Saul thought that he was doing the will of God by killing Christians. Needless to say, our emotions can get us into trouble. So in the first scenario, this person got involved in a business deal that they should have passed on. In the second scenario, the person allowed empathy to control them, which impaired their ability to discern whether this person was actually a true friend. When we allow our emotions to control us, it demonstrates that we have poor listening skills, meaning we have problems hearing God. Constantly ignoring our conscience or ignoring the advice of godly people who have a vested interest in our success demonstrates that we have poor listening skills. And having poor listening skills is one of the reasons why many of us find ourselves in hot water. Poor listening skills is what causes us to make unnecessary mistakes and prolong our suffering. It also places us in a position of receiving less than God's best and decreases our chances of being a leader. So I've mentioned this before, but I'm currently single, never been married, and without any kids. When I was younger, I wanted what my mom refers to as the checklist lifestyle. I wanted nothing more than to have a husband, kids, and career at the exact same age when my mom achieved those milestones in her life. And so I remember when I turned 20, being so upset with myself because I thought something was wrong with me for not being married by 19. (laughs) Although my mom explained to me that there was nothing wrong with me, at this time in my life, I was a very poor listener. Her words of wisdom literally went in one ear and right out the other. During this period in my life, nothing she said resonated with me. (laughs) Mainly because I kept encountering people who would question why I was single. And since my emotions at that time weren't aligned with God's word, I would allow them to project their checklist lifestyle onto me, which destroyed my peace and happiness. And every time I would complain to my mom about never finding the right guy, she would say, stop looking and just enjoy your life. And I think it was sometime during my mid-20s when my mom sat me down and had a brutally honest conversation with me. She compared my focusing on Mr. Right to Eve's downfall. Focusing on the one thing you lack when you have hundreds of other things to enjoy is a stupid way of thinking. She continued to explain that when we allow our emotions to control us, like Eve, we risk losing everything. We miss out on enjoying all the blessings that God has already given us. And to this day, I'm so thankful that my mom had that conversation with me because it forced me to really evaluate 
what it was that I wanted in life. And after doing some deep soul searching, (laughs) I realized I really didn't want to have kids. My main reason for wanting them is because I thought I was supposed to have them. And this was one of those things I needed in order to be happy in life. So my mom then said, you know, I love you, but if I could go back in time, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I wouldn't have listened or followed society's version of life, getting married at such a young age and having kids. She then shared all, and I mean all, of the sacrifices they went through in raising my sister and myself. My parents got married when they were 19 and were married for 23 years up until my dad passed away. And she shared all the ups and downs that they went through. Due to me allowing my emotions to control me, in a weird way, I thought I was letting my mom down by not getting married and having kids. And so when I shared my thoughts with my mom, her reaction was the complete opposite. (laughs) My mom's like, you're living the life I envisioned for myself, carefree and just enjoying everything that God has to offer. And so I thank God that my mom was determined not to encourage me to follow the generational lie that happiness is found only in being married and having children. And I remember her smiling when she said, I love seeing you happy and enjoying everything that life has to offer. As I grew older, I could not thank her enough for her advice. However, I could kick myself for allowing myself to suffer unnecessary stress. (laughs) I would love to find Mr. Wright one day. Whether or not he's in the cards for me is not going to stop me from living my life like it's golden. And as I look back on my life, I can see that God was clearly protecting me from myself. (laughs) God knows I don't have the personality for a checklist lifestyle. Again, this is not a knock against those who have or desire to live this type of life. I'm literally talking about what is best for me. And honestly, my life is great. Minus this whole pandemic thing. (laughs) and having Ken and Karens as my neighbors. My family and friends are great. Everyone's healthy. I have a great job and awesome passion projects that make a significant impact in other people's lives and aid in their ability to achieve their own dreams. Seeing and helping other people achieve their dreams brings me great joy. I literally could not ask for more. If I had continued to ignore God's word and godly counseling, my mom's advice, (laughs) I would have missed out on the wonderful experience of a lifetime. And this same concept applies to when I was looking to buy a condo. I almost made the mistake (laughs) of settling for a a beautiful condo that my mom refers to as a pretty coffin. (laughs) Again, (laughs) I I wish I had pictures of this, but anyway, um, Again, I almost made the mistake of settling for a beautiful condo that, again, my mom refers to as a pretty coffin. The condo was absolutely beautiful, but it didn't have any natural light. It didn't have a view and it didn't have any of the amenities that I wanted. I mean, literally, the only thing this condo had going for it was that it was large. It had beautiful floors and it was within my price range. Not thinking wisely. (laughs) I thought, well, maybe this is all that I can get. And my mom was like, absolutely not. You're going to keep looking. Needless to say, she was right, as always. Just like the checklist lifestyle, had I given in to my defeated mindset, I would have missed out on my dream condo. Now, along these lines, 
is why I don't allow society's definitions of success to control my thinking. My definition is very different from society's version. It's not based on achieving a checklist lifestyle. It's not based on having a lot of money laying in the bank or having a prestigious career. Success to me is based on how am I living out my purpose in life? Am I allowing my God-given talent to bring Christ the most glory within the time frame that God has allowed me? When you live life from this viewpoint, the amount of success, peace, and happiness you experience in life will drastically increase. You're not going to waste your time and energy on nonsense like worrying about what people think, when you're going to meet Mr. Right, the list goes on, okay? Viewing life from God's perspective helps us to keep in mind that our life is like a vapor. We're literally here one day and gone the next. And what I've learned is that all of the adversity that we encounter is not in vain. If we control our thinking, this will stop our distorted emotions from ruining our life, all of which is going to help us channel our negativity into something positive so that we can experience the extraordinary life that Christ came to give us. And living an extraordinary life has helped me to be a shortcut for others. So many of you know this, but I've been teaching English online to adults since 2013. And I've taught students from all around the world, China, Italy, Austria, Germany, France, Portugal, various countries in Latin America. It's a crazy long list. Just about every student I've had tells me on more than one occasion, Tasha, this is more than just an English class. You're the best. And I'm not saying this to flex, but I think the reason why they feel this way is because I developed my listening skills. Many of my students, it feels weird saying students <laughs> because I consider them my friends. But anyway, they know and appreciate the fact that I give them real life advice. For example, being broke. <laughs> I've been broke many times, okay? This is a storyline that I am very familiar with. <laughs> so I always tell my students, you know, also my friends, that are in college, if you can't afford to pay for your books, then go check them out at the library. Just keep extending that due date until the class is over, pay the fine, call it a day. Trust me, the fine's going to be much cheaper than paying for that $350 book that you're never going to read again. I'll never forget that two and a half hour drive to uh, Northern Illinois University to pick up a business law book. That drive was worth every penny of gas money. <laughs> I didn't have $350 to spend on one book. Again, I don't come from a wealthy family. So every penny that came my way was earned. Even though I was working full time in a attending classes in the evening, I was really struggling to pay for that last quarter of college. Long story on that one, but my dad had died like a couple couple months prior to me graduating from college. And so we had a whole laundry list of financial obstacles that happened in addition to his death. Long story. Unfortunately, even to this day, I'm still paying for these crazy student loans. I'll probably die with them, but whatever. Anyway, only someone who's been in this type of situation can feel confident enough to share this type of advice, right? Improving my listening skills has shown me that we all encounter adversity in life, but we don't have to learn everything the hard way. The knowledge that we need to control our emotions comes from aligning our emotions to God's word. However, if you keep allowing your emotions to control you, 
you're going to lose your ability to hear the warnings that your conscience and loved ones are trying to provide. Fortunately for us, God blessed us with the ability to determine whether our hearing loss is temporary or permanent. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, be risk be no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.